Hello everyone, what's babbling? This is Psychobabbles with Miranda and Lauren. This is the podcast for my class, Psychological Effects of the Internet, where I talk about the topics I'm learning and Lauren responds with her own thoughts. Um, unfortunately, Lauren is not here today. She has a bio exam coming up and, or actually I think it's OCHEM, so even more reason to not bug her um, because she needs to study for that. Um, And so this episode, we don't really need her own thoughts like we love her input, but it's just a review episode. Um, We're going to cover, oh, it's episode 23, and we're just going to go over what we talked about in unit three and then this unit, unit four. Um, So to begin unit three, that was the unit about challenges of in-person learning and then how beneficial like online online learning can be. Um, So we started with the challenges um, and there were five we talked about. Um, normally, if Lauren was here, I'd have her guess, but since she's not here, I'll just go through them. We had costs of textbooks because they are so expensive and kind of inconvenient. Um, like, you have to carry around a big book with you. Sometimes you don't even use it in your class. Um, and it's just like, please, just let us use either the online version or tell us if we it's really a requirement. Because if we don't need to buy it, then... I don't want to spend the money on that, you know? Um, and with that, we also talked about cost of tuition, which is also extremely expensive. It has gone up so much. Everyone knows it's kind of a big issue right now. Uh, tuition is just too much, and it really sucks because, like, even at this point, like, middle-class families have to find ways to pay for college. And it's like, so then what about lower class families who they want to go to college too? They want to get an education. Everyone tells them, hey, to get more money, to get a better job, like you need an education. But like, how do they get an education if they can't even afford school, you know? Um, Then the third reason was time invested in school. Um, That was where Lauren got really confused when I said like 26 and a half hours. I did not mean in a day, just there's 26 and a half hours worth of work which means it takes more than a day for us to, like, do all of our stuff, and, like, it's really exhausting and mentally and physically draining. Like, we already don't get enough sleep. We already run off so much caffeine. Like, it's just not a good mix. Um, Then there was the traditional methods of teaching, traditional with air quotes, um, where professors just, they're stuck in the traditional ways. They um stand up in front of the class and they just give a lecture like they're reading out of a book and they expect everyone to grasp all the information and it's just those lectures are not engaging they're not interesting to students and especially since engagement is one of the best ways for students to learn um so yeah that's a big struggle for a lot of people it's a big struggle for me i know um but yeah and then finally we had optimal learning times Um, They may not correlate with, like, in-person lecture times. Um, Like, if you are a late-night person, like, you, your optimal time is late at night, early morning classes are not going to be your vibe. You're not going to be able to focus as much, maybe, or you'll just struggle. Um, And then vice versa, too. Like, if you're a morning person, like, you might struggle with late-night classes. It's just, it's really hard with um, in-person lecture times to, like, match up with optimal times and, like, professors, too. Like, not just students. Um, So yeah, that was the first episode, I think. Yeah, the first episode. And then the next thing we talked about was what a meta-analysis is. Um, And this prepared us for our 
third topic. Um, so a meta-analysis is a statistical analysis that combines the results of multiple scientific studies to come to a common truth with a goal of deriving an estimate that comes closest to an unknown truth. So combination of studies to sum that up. Um, and these kinds of studies allow for generalization, analysis of inconsistencies, and they can identify publication bias. So like if an author is only using results from their own previous studies, like they're pick they may be picking and choosing results, like it can be a whole mess. Um, and so you can kind of with a meta-analysis like eliminate outliers where or like studies like that. Um, we also discussed random assignment and effect size. Um, where um, the first one is eliminating confounding variables because it's randomly assigned, like, gender will not be, like, if you're not testing for gender, you're not splitting them up by gender, like, you're randomly assigning, so, like, gender would no longer be a confounding, a confounding, confound, confounding variable, um, and then effect size, which is basically the size of the difference between two groups. Um, so, like, did it work? Did it not work? Um, and then where did we use these definitions? Um, it was in a study of online learning and its benefits. Um, so they analyzed a bunch of studies and they found that online learning is just as effective as in-person learning, if not better in some instances, depending on... Um, actually, it didn't really differ depending on the thing you were learning, I think they found, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, so it's... Basically, to sum it up, it's just as effective as in-person learning, which kind of goes against what a lot of people thought. Um, but yeah, this is because students can spend more time on their tasks um, or like just keep going back if they need review, you know. Um, but yeah, so they also found online learning can use different methods of teaching without there being much of an effect on learning. So they can use like independent learning or group learning, like uh, what is it called? collaborative learning, um, that kind of stuff. We also talked about results of a narrative review on the different versions of online learning, and these produce results such as extensive use of videos or frequent quizzes. Um, those don't really enhance like the amount students learn online, which I'm so grateful they found that because frequent quizzes kind of freak me out. Um, also, extensive uses of videos, like it kind of wears me out. Like I just don't want to be watching videos all the time. Um, I tend to skip through them, not skip through them, sorry, I tend to um, speed them up or I read the transcript, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I think, nope, there's one more, sorry. Um, the next thing, why does online education work? Basically, the answer is leverage, time saving, and individualized teaching slash new technologies. So it just, kids can take more time on the information that they're not understanding, you know, um, and it saves time, like commuting between classes. Um, they don't have to spend like the 15 minutes it takes to walk to class and then the 15 minutes it takes to walk home from class. Like that's 30 minutes that they could have been doing schoolwork for, you know. Um, so yeah, just stuff like that. Leverage was um, like getting a lot of information out to more people with less work that kind of stuff um that was a lot of explaining though on like why online learning works um but the real question is why do some people think it doesn't work you know um they think it takes away from the college experience 
which isn't necessarily true because online learning isn't replacing the traditional college experience. Like they're just adding it on. They're using it to help the in-person college experience, you know? Um, And then we also talked about why online learning should be implemented anyway, you know? Um, But our education is changing and students are changing. The methods of learning should change as well. Um, Like there's no point in hindering new students who need new ways to be engaged to learn um, by like not changing the learning methods, you know? Um, Also, online learning unbundles traditional education and you don't really see that with, you know, traditional education. (laughs) Like that's what makes online learning so unique and different. Um, Online learning already passed the market test also. Like people have shown that they'll enroll if it's offered, if it's free. Like people want to learn, you know? Sorry, I keep saying you know, and I'll try to stop, but forgive me. Anyway, Um, and then for the last episode, we developed a college system, and yeah, we had a lot of good ideas there. It was like, make, I'm trying to remember what we talked about. We, it was online textbooks, um... Oh, this is so bad. I can't even remember what we talked about. This is terrible for a review unit. I'll just move on from that one. If you, you can go back and re-listen to where we developed the college system. I'm sure it was a good episode. But yeah, so that was the end of unit three. So we can move on to reviewing unit four, which focused on communication with the internet. So our first three episodes were all related. They were technically one assignment. Um, but I'll just cover them all together because they were that one assignment. Um, So we talked about how our communication has changed. Uh, The big one, we have a phone with all these features that make communication so much easier. Like so many people have phones at this point. Like you can just send a text real quick and they'll get it at whenever it's convenient for them, you know? Um, We just have more access Um, and they're so popular. So by default, that changes the way our society functions, especially in terms of communication. Like, change will happen because phones are change. And with change in method comes change in use of that method. Um, We also talked about the main ways our communication has changed because of phones. Um, So, for example, uh, we now prefer intransient communication, which, again, is permanent, um, as well as asynchronous, which is... We can respond whenever we want. Communication does not happen at the same time. Um, And we can have, that essentially means we can have the information for essentially as long as we need. Um, So if you can't remember the information, like, you can just go back and check. But those are just like the sum, summing up the new methods of communication that weren't there before. Um, We also then answered the question of whether our communication has truly changed. Like, is it different than it used to be? Like, so many people think it has. And to be brief, like, no, it really hasn't. Um, Sure, our methods of communication are different, but we pretty much still communicate the same ways that we did in the past. Um, Like, I mean, despite what I just said a few seconds ago, um, we aren't becoming briefer. I mean, telegrams were designed to be brief. Like, you were paid per word, you know? So to be briefer meant less money spent, you know? Um, We also aren't becoming less formal because guess what? College students have always lacked a sense of formality. 
um, which, I mean, I guess it's kind of believable because you're coming out of, like, you're still pretty much a kid when you're in college. I know technically we're adults, but we're just entering the real world. Um, And so I guess some students just don't know how to properly address someone, like a professor. And that leads to our next subject, which was learning how to write an email to a professor. Like, how fun does that sound? I can tell you, it was fun, I guess. Um, That was the episode where Adam and Haley joined us, and that was a great conversation we had. Um, But yeah, so this included things like using your university email or addressing your professor by their last name. Uh, Spell correctly and don't use your email to rant. That was the big one. That was the one I thought was pretty obvious, but I know I know some people who would email a professor with all their complaints and stuff because they think it's going to change things, but really, it just makes you look bad. Like, please do not use your email to rant to your professors. Um, but yeah, so we can move on pretty quickly to the next one, which was internet-based research, and here we discussed how studies actually proved to be more accurate because participants are more likely to provide honest answers. And this is due to intransient and asynchronous communication. They can respond when they want to and they have time to look up proper information. You know, um, we kind of addressed that before. Um, they're also less likely to satisfice. Satisfice? I'm pretty sure I struggled with that word before, but satisfice <laughs> or straight line. Um, so yeah, they're just less likely to like round up their answers again and that's because they can go and look up the proper information like they have time to find the right answers rather than just trying to get through it because say the call comes in at an inconvenient time they don't have the information right in front of them like there are methods around it and our most recent episode the last one um is texting ruining our smartness smartness (laughs) um the answer is no there really isn't any evidence to support that yet people continue to fear it um i think the further we get along or like the further internet isn't as scary of a thing or more people are accepting it like we'll we'll work past that and people will accept the evidence more but we'll see where that where that goes um so yeah i guess that was kind of a lot i went through it pretty quickly um it's kind of awkward not being here with lauren i think i'm kind of being really awkward i don't know um hopefully it was okay hopefully it wasn't too boring um hopefully you remembered a lot of what this review was about um so yeah on to unit five yay okay bye this episode of psychobabbles is sponsored by just kidding you thought we had a sponsor we actually don't miranda procrastinates too much so i hope you enjoy the last few seconds of just music as we suffer through these next couple of days of trying to get all these episodes done goodbye